0: Hello and welcome to Bible 365 with me, Hugh Hattrick. I do hope you're well and having a fantastic day. Now I'm going to be reading on day 253 from Proverbs chapter 17 and 18, and then into the New Testament is going to be two, uh, 2 Corinthians chapters 1 and 2 because I realized that on my last recording I only actually did. First Corinthians chapter 1 instead of Second Corinthians chapter 1. So I'll make sure that I've covered both. So we'll have Second Corinthians chapters 1 and 2 in this reading. If this is the first time that you've been here, welcome to the channel and welcome to the readings. I uh, pray that God will bless you as you hear his word and feel free to read alongside me or if you just want to listen and uh, think about what the Lord is saying, then absolutely, that is a fantastic thing to do. Now, it's the new international version that we use and we'll get started with in the Old Testament with Proverbs chapter 17 and 18. Better a dry crust with peace and quiet than a house full of feasting with strife. A prudent servant will rule over a disgraceful son and will share the inheritance as one of the family. The crucible for silver and the furnace for gold, but the Lord tests the heart. A wicked person listens to deceitful lips. A liar pays attention to a destructive tongue. Whoever mocks the poor shows contempt for their maker. Whoever gloats over disaster will not go unpunished. Children's children are a crown to the aged, and parents are the pride of their children. Eloquent lips are unsuited to a godless fool. How much worse lying lips to a ruler. A bribe is seen as a charm by the one who gives it. They think success will come at every turn. Whoever would foster love covers over an offence. But whoever repeats the matter separates close friends. A rebuke impresses a discerning person, more than a hundred lashes a fool. Evildoers foster rebellion against God. The messenger of death will be sent against them. Better to meet a bear robbed of her cubs than a fool bent on folly. Evil will never leave the house of one who pays back evil for good. Starting a quarrel is like breaching a dam, so drop the matter before a dispute breaks out. Acquitting the guilty and condemning the innocent, the Lord detests them both. Why should fools have money in hands to buy the wisdom or to buy wisdom when they are not able to understand it? A friend loves at all times and a brother is born for a time of adversity. One who has no sense shake hands in pledge and puts up security for a neighbour. Whoever loves a quarrel loves sin. Whoever builds a high gate invites destruction. One whose heart is corrupt does not prosper. One whose tongue is perverse falls into trouble. To have a fool for a child brings grief. There is no joy for the parent of a godless fool. A cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. The wicked accept bribes in secret to pervert the court of justice. A discerning person keeps wisdom in view, but a fool's eyes wander to the ends of the earth. A foolish son brings grief to his father and bitterness to the mother who bore him. If imposing a fine on the innocent is not good, surely to flog honest officials is not right. The one who has knowledge uses words with restraint, and whoever has understanding is even-tempered. Even fools are thought wise if they keep silent, and discerning if they hold their tongues." Proverbs 18. An unfriendly person pursues selfish ends, and against all sound judgment starts quarrels. Fools find no pleasure in understanding, but delight in airing their own opinions. When wickedness comes, so does contempt, and with shame comes reproach. The words of the mouth are deep waters, but the fountain of wisdom is a rushing stream. It is not good to be partial to the wicked, and so deprive the innocent of justice. The lips of fools bring them strife, and their mouths invite a beating. The mouths of fools are their their undoing, and their lips are a snare to their very lives. The words of a gossip are like choice morsels. They go down to the inmost parts. One who is slack in his work is brother to one who destroys. The name of the Lord is a fortified tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. The wealth of the rich is their fortified city. They imagine it a wall too high to scale. Before a downfall, the heart is haughty, but humility comes before honour. To answer before listening, that is folly and shame. The human spirit can endure in sickness, but a crushed spirit, who can bear? The heart of the discerning acquires knowledge, for the ears of the wise seek it out. A gift opens the way and ushers the giver into the presence of the great. In a lawsuit, the first to speak seems right until someone comes forward and cross-examines. Casting the lot settles disputes and keeps strong opponents apart. A brother wronged is more unyielding than a fortified city. Disputes are like the barred gates of a citadel. From the fruit of their mouth, a person's stomach is filled. With the harvest of their lips, they are satisfied. The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. He who finds a wife finds what is good and receives favour from the Lord. The poor plead for mercy, but the rich answer harshly. One who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Now we'll go into the New Testament, into 2 Corinthians chapters one And then we'll go on to chapter 2 as well. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to the Church of God in Corinth, together with all his holy people throughout Archaea. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles, so that we can comfort those in any trouble We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about the troubles we experienced in the province of Asia. We were under great pressure, far beyond our ability to endure, so that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt we had received the sentence of death, but this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God, who raises the dead. He has delivered us from such a deadly peril, and he will deliver us again. On him we have set our hope, that he will continue to deliver us. As, your help, as you help us by your prayers, then many will give thanks on our behalf for the gracious favor granted us in answer to the prayers of many. Now this is our boast. Our conscience testifies that we have conducted ourselves in the world and especially in our relations with you. With integrity and godly sincerity, we have done so, relying not on worldly wisdom, but on God's grace for we do not write you anything you cannot read or understand and i hope that as far as you have understood us in part you will come to understand fully that you can boast of us just as we will boast of you in the day of the lord jesus because i want confidence or confident of this because i was confident of this i wanted to visit you first so that you might benefit twice i wanted to visit you on my way to macedonia and to come back to you from macedonia and then to have you send me on my way to Judea. Was I fickle when I intended to do this, or do I make my plans in a worldly manner so that in the same breath I say both yes, yes, and no, no? But as surely as God is faithful, our message to you is not yes and no. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who preached among you by us, by me and Silas and Timothy, was not yes and no, but in him it it has always been yes. For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. Now it is God who makes us, who makes both us and you stand firm in Christ. He anointed us. Set his seal of ownership on us and put his spirit in our hearts as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. I call God as my witness and I stake my life on it that it was in order to spare you that i did not return to corinth not that we lord it over your faith but we work with you for your joy because it is faith you stand firm sorry by it is by faith you stand firm second corinthians chapter 2 so i made up my mind that i would not make another painful visit to you for I, if i grieve you who is left to make me glad but you whom i have grieved I wrote as I did, so that when I came, I would not be distressed by those who should have made me rejoice. I had confidence in all of you, that you, would also, that you would all share my joy. For I wrote you out of great distress and anguish of heart and with many tears, not to grieve you, but to let you know the depth of my love for you. If anyone has caused grief, he has not so much grieved me as he has grieved all of you to some extent, not to put it too severely. The punishment inflicted on him by the majority is sufficient. Now instead, you ought to forgive and comfort him, so that he will not be overwhelmed by excessive sorrow. I urge you therefore to reaffirm your love for him. Another reason I wrote you was to see if you would stand the test and be obedient in everything. Anyone you forgive, I also forgive. And what I have forgiven, if there was anything to forgive, I have forgiven in the sight of Christ for your sake in order that Satan might not outwit us, for we are not unaware of his schemes. Now, when I went to Troas to preach the gospel of Christ and found that the Lord had opened a door for me, I still had no peace of mind, because I did not find my brother Titus there. So I said goodbye to them and went on to Macedonia. But thanks be to God, who always led us as captives in Christ's triumphal procession and uses us to spread the aroma of of the knowledge of him everywhere. For we are to God the pleasing aroma of Christ among those who are being saved and those who are perishing. To the one, we are an aroma that brings death, to the other, an aroma that brings life. And who is equal to such a task? Unlike so many, we do not peddle the word of God for profit. On the contrary, in Christ, we speak before God with sincerity as those sent from God. Amen. May God bless the reading of his word. Let's pray. Father in heaven, the Father to our, to our Lord Jesus Christ, Lord, we give you all the praise and all the glory and thank you for these great days, Lord, an awakening again of the church to Lord to be able to recognize what is good and what is evil. And Lord, we pray that we would follow what is good. We pray, Lord, that as all these things are happening, Lord, there are so many things that pull us from one direction to another. But Lord, your word is true. And you say to concentrate on this straight ahead, giving you the praise and the glory and ask for wisdom, Lord. And we ask, Lord, so much for wisdom. Help us receive it, Lord, and to be able to use it wisely in accordance with your will and what you have called us to do with our lives. Lord, we pray that the hysteria that is going on with this COP26 conference, Lord, and the fear-mongering and all these things that people are trying to do, Lord, the rulers and those who are in charge of our governments. Lord, we pray that the truth would be told, that they cannot do things, Lord, that are just not of you. We pray, Lord, that people would see through the lies and the hysteria and all the exaggerations, Lord, of fact-free claims made by people who simply want power and the chance to rule over us and not to let us have our freedom, Lord, that you have given us. We pray, Lord Jesus, that no lie, that no untruth would be be believed. We ask, Lord Jesus, at this time, where it's so important that we have wisdom, your truth is vital. Help us, Lord, to see the things that you want us to see and to act in the way that is right and honest. Lord Jesus, we want a good environment and, Lord, a better life for our children. Lord, we want freedom. Lord, and what you have given us in the West is something incredible. And we thank you for it. And Lord, today, as we come before you, we give our hearts to you, Lord Jesus. Lord, we ask that you would forgive us our sins. We truly repent of everything that we have done wrong. And we forgive anyone else, Lord Jesus, who has sinned against us. And we give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, thank you very much for joining me today on day 253 of the program. And uh, it's been, wow, it's been quite something so far. And we've had some great uh, readings. really feel blessed by the Lord. And in fact, just as I was reading that there, I really felt the goodness and the joy of the Lord in my heart giving us hope to go forward. So if that's a message for you, there is hope in Jesus. There is hope in the things that he is doing throughout the world. So do not fear, but have faith in Christ and see great things happen in your life and for your family and in the whole situation, Jesus is Lord. And may God bless the reading of his word and may God bless you as you go on to your work and your life today. It's been a pleasure and I'll be back very soon with more readings. Take care and I'll speak to you very soon. Bye just now.